Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. The Lord has set us free. He's cast out every opposing spirit. Last night, last night angels were released from this building. They went to your houses. They drove out spirits of chaos and confusion and bondage and fear. Those that repented, those that submitted. Amen, walked out of here and an angel said, I'm gonna push every devil out, everything that's held you bound. Come on, there's delivery power in this building right now. He's cleaning our houses out. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah, I wanna be holy. I've never felt more convictions ever in my life than I feel right now. The Lord has sent us a prophet. We prayed for it in January. God sent us a prophet. Brother Bobby Wade is a prophet of the Lord that he has sent to this church to get our hearts clean. It'd be terrible to think you were saved and not be. Here a little and there a little is how it happens. You get in a place that, you get into some place that you never thought you'd be and typically, I, I don't want anything in my life to separate me from God. He's coming after a church without spot, without wrinkle. Our homes could be filled with things over a period of time, just here a little and there a little until our, we no longer can feel God at our house. He, uh, he made a great statement last night. You will grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Nehemiah. I'm gonna teach you a principle tonight about restoration that God gave me, if, I don't know, a couple weeks ago in my devotion. He made this statement last night that I thought was very, very powerful or maybe it was the night before that he said that Solomon had moved an Egyptian in to Jerusalem, but he would not move her into the house of God and her things into the house of God because it was the place of the holy, but he made for her a house. And I thought to myself, he had, enough, he had enough conviction not to do it at church, but not enough to con conviction to keep it out of his house. God forbid that we allow things in our home that we know are not good enough for the place of the house of God. Our house should reflect the house of God. He said, be ye holy as I am holy. And I speak to every one of us today. We need to go home and clean house. And if it's not like God and it's got witchcraft and sorcery and things of that nature, it needs to go. Get rid of it. I don't care if it's a classic. I don't care if it's cartoon. I don't care if it's animated. If it's not like God, throw it in the trash. There's no time for Harry Potter. There's no time for sorcery. There's no time for magic. Come on, I'm preaching to you. We've got to be holy and righteous. Lay your Bibles down. I want you to lift your hands toward heaven and I want you to ask God to speak to you through the word tonight. I'm gonna to teach you tonight. Lord, I love you today. 
Your word is holy. Oh, your word is holy. Help us to self-evaluate after this tremendous revival and help us to become that which we're supposed to become. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name. The Lord's preparing his church for the rapture. He is. I want conviction, old time conviction. I want old time conviction. Give me the old path. Where's the good way? Walk therein. I was called, somebody called me out of a church service one time. I was just a young, young man. Prophesied to me. He said, the Lord's going to put a fire on you. Unusual fire is going to be on your ministry. He said, and God's going to give you a, a ministry of conviction of the old path. Where is the good way? He said, your ministry is going to be about the old path. And he went on to say, he said, but some are going to mock you and scoff you, but they'll fall in their own traps. And I warn everybody in this room, you be very careful before you make fun of the man of God last night. Be, hold on a second. Be very careful before you, you condemn the atmosphere of the holy and call it unbalanced. Gotta be a fear of God in us. We need a fear of the Lord and a fear of the holiness of God. We don't need to justify our sin. We need to get right with the Lord. Oh, I wanna be right with Him. Amen, amen. Lord, help us to be holy. Help us to be a righteous people. We're so glad you forgave us and brought us in and gave us a second chance. Now we want to do right. We don't want to fall back into sin. We don't want to become what we were. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Numbers chapter 6. I have been basking in the atmosphere of conviction. Did I say numbers? I meant Nehemiah. They, start, they, they both start with an N. Excuse me. Be easy on me. I'm tired. We've had early morning prayer meetings and late church. Revival probably in some language means inconvenience. I told my wife, I said, this is, I guess, this is where it means sacrifice and praise. You know, here we go again. But it's worth it. When you see people baptized and people delivered and people set free. And we've had many people delivered. Many people repented. I mean, everybody in the building last night repented. Every guest repented. Oh, I think we ought to lay our Bibles down and clap our hands. People are repenting of their sins. Nehemiah 6, 1. Now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah, Geshem and Geshem the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies heard that I builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein. That word means crack. In parentheses, it says, though at that time, he said, I had not set up the doors upon the gates. The, the, the gates were wide open to the city. You picture a big city, thick walls. The gates are wide open. There's no, 
there's still access into the city. He said, but when these three men, Tobiah, Sambalat, Tobiah, and Geshem, when they heard that the breach had been filled in. Verse two, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me saying, come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. Look at your neighbor and say, Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease? Whilst I leave it and come down to you, yet they sent it to me four times after this sort. And I answered them after the same manner, then sent to Sanballat his servant unto me in like manner the fifth time with an open letter in his hand, wherein was written, it is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall that thou mayest be their king according to these words. Now they're lying on him to try to get him off the wall. You see that? And thou also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, there is a king in Judah, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I said unto him, saying, there are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. For they all made us what? Afraid, saying their hands shall be weakened from the work that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. I want somebody to shout, strengthen my hands. Praise God. I would like to preach to you a a principle tonight about restoration. When God restores a house, there is a principle here about restoration that you have to understand. There is an enemy of restoration. Do you believe that? You may be seated. The enemy of restoration. They've been out of Jerusalem, the holy city, for over 70 years. They were in Babylon. 70 years. They they didn't listen to the to the prophet Jeremiah. And because they didn't listen to the prophet. And uh, can I just remind you, prophets aren't always prophesying prosperity. True prophet of the Lord starts talking about sin. Calling it out. Surfacing it up. You can't prosper with sin in your life. It it, it halts you. It's, It's like a disease. And he started preaching this weekend and sin started surfacing and people started repenting because a true prophet of the Lord isn't just going to tell you the good things of God. He's going to tell you that you need to get this out of your life. Jeremiah was a prophet of the Lord and and in, in, oh man, I feel this. In in the prophet of the Lord, he, he, Expose the sin. You've got idols in your life. You've got things in your life that aren't right. Because of this, the judgment of God is going to come. You're going to go to, you're going to go, you're going to go to Babylon. And if you'll turn your heart, 
You, if you'll turn your heart, he won't come. But they wouldn't turn their heart. They wouldn't repent. They wanted to hold on to that stuff. And so they were. They were taken captive, went into Babylon for over 70 years. And, and guess what happened? Their houses were destroyed. The gates were burnt. Everything they had, they lost. Sin is a thief. How many know it? Babylon, the king Nebuchadnezzar represents that sin that comes in and takes over. And the walls have been cracked. The gates have been burnt. House of God's been demolished. The vessels of the house of God that were holy to the Lord, they've been taken away somewhere else. And, and, and their houses are, it, it is a mess. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a mess here. But God, God, and uh, man, the Lord's pressing me for something he gave me today. I'm trying to stay on track here. I'm trying my best, but I feel, I feel to lean toward a little something right now. Is that all right? And uh, in the book of Ephesians, God revealed something to me today in my, in my prayer, prayer time, in my, my focusing. In Ephesians chapter four, I, I want you to see what happens and to teach you what happens when a prophet shows up, when the fivefold ministry happens. And it says in Ephesians chapter four, and look, look, look what it says in verse 11. Ephesians four and in verse 11. Are y'all ready? We're, we're gonna just walk slow through the scripture. And uh, uh, be careful. Let me say, be careful. Because not, not, not everyone that proclaims to be a prophet is a prophet. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't know if I've ever seen a prophet that claimed to be one. They were called prophets by others. And uh, um, a prophet is a unique place to be. And when I call, you can operate in the gift of prophecy and not be a prophet. But when a prophet's a prophet, he's a voice for a specific time, not just for a specific moment. It's God has used him for the kingdom for a role. And when you look here and it says, and they gave, and he, not they, but he gave, speaking of God gave some what? Apostles, prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, and what? Teachers, fivefold ministry, we call that in teaching. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. A pastor cannot be all of that to you. You will never become perfected. You will never become edified under one of the fivefold ministry. We need it all. Amen. I realize I'm standing here before you saying I'm not good enough for you, but that's just the truth. I know in part, I've got a role to you. I might be, just say I could operate in a role of apostleship or, or, or as a prophet or a, a teacher or an evangelist somewhere else. I'm your pastor. Amen. But we ought to pray that the fivefold ministry would unfold among us so we can be edified and perfected to be as a body what we are supposed to be to God. Amen. We've got to have the fivefold ministry. We need it. Support it. Give. We didn't even receive an offering during this. It'd be awesome if you said, hey, God, hey, I'm going to give to something. I think it'd be good to give toward that. We didn't even receive an offering over the revival, but just be led and say, I want to bless. But we need to be praying consistently, God, let our pastor have a word for us as the pastor. Let him be what he's supposed to be as a pastor. And God, let the voice of the prophet or the apostle or the evangelist send to us who's supposed Supposed to be the man of God or the minister to us. 
Can you say amen? You want a church that's malnourished? Just have the pastor preaching all the time. Only have an evangelist every now and then. We've got to have a prophet to tell us where we are. Can you say amen? And so when this happens, it creates a dynamic of spiritual, spiritual manifestation. Things start happening when the fivefold ministry, I wish you'd throw your hand out there and say the fivefold ministry. When the fivefold ministry is in operation, great dynamic supernatural things begin to happen. It says, for the perfecting of the saints. Oh, for the work of the ministry. I can't move on until we stand up and thank God for the revival we just had. Would you do that? Let's clap our hands. Thank you for the man of God. Thank you for the man of God. Thank you for sending us a word. Thank you for speaking the word to us. Yes, we will be a distribution center, but we're gonna be holy. We are gonna be holy. We're gonna be holy. Somebody shout, we are gonna be holy. If you were not here last night, I want all of you to get online and watch what he preached. And he said during the season of the harvest, he said there's some things you can't do uh, during a harvest time. And he talked about convictions and things. And go back and watch that. Go back and watch what he was saying. And uh, when, you, when you see what it does, verse 12 says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the what? Work of the ministry. You can do a lot in ministry and get nothing done. It's like treadmill running. You put a lot of energy and you didn't get anywhere. But when, ministry, when the fivefold ministry shows up, what happens is, is, is ministry, the work of the ministry starts unfolding in the manner in which it should. And that's why we have planted daughter works because of the fivefold ministry that was prophesied here. We had a prophet, Mark Morgan, begin to prophesy. Eli Hernandez begin to prophesy. And that's why we have a work in Guatemala. It's supernatural what's going on at the anchor. And it's a product of the fivefold ministry. It's not just the vision of the pastor and the vision of you amazing people that, that have jumped in and have seen it. But we are led by the Spirit. But we're edified by the fivefold ministry. And because of that, we give and we've got full-time missionaries that have never had the deputize in two different countries. And there's much fruit on the vine because of it. Amen. Because this church was edified by the word. Listen, they didn't just say it. You believed it. And because you amen it, God began to operate through it. I'm going to tell you, this building can't contain what God's about to do in this city. It just can't, not going to happen. God's got great things in store. Hallelujah. Praise God, started prophesying Sunday about drug addicts and drug dealers being delivered and within, within hours it began to happen. There's gonna be so many of them and I could keep prophesying, but they're not just gonna get delivered. They're gonna get a hold of the gospel. They're gonna get, amen, the gospel's gonna get a hold of them, but they're gonna get a hold of the gospel and they're gonna take it back and many people are gonna be delivered because there's faith in this building. There's Holy Ghost power in this building. Amen, amen. And it says, watch, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the what? The knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Listen, if, if, if you have sin in your life, you are not gonna have the fullness of Christ. You might feel a measure of the presence of God 
but you will not see the full measure of his presence because sin does separate. And when you look at this, it says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. There's so many doctrines floating around, carnal doctrines, doctrines of confusion and doctrines that are against Christ and doctrines, people coming up with all kinds of doctrines. But if you will have the fivefold ministry, it will put you in alignment. I'm talking about true men of God. I'm talking about people that have a relationship with God. I'm talking about people that have been sent by God. It puts you in alignment to not be tossed to and confused with everything blowing back and forth and back in the day of the relevant movement and then the latter rain movement and all this stuff that created independence and sin in people. We don't need doctrines that allow people to sin. We need doctrines that pull people out of sin. That's what we need. You can come out of sin, amen. We've all sinned, but we don't have to stay sinners. Somebody shout, you can come out. And he goes on and says, about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive talking about false doctrines and false prophets but speaking the truth in what love everybody says got to be done with love preaching was never supposed to be done mean should be stern I can be stern with my kids and do it with love but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in what all things which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working. Are, are you with me? Just, just bear with me. I'm, really, I'm, I'm reading right through this here. Let's stop here. According to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. He said the body's supposed to work together. It's not supposed to be in disunity. Somebody over there thinks it ought to be done this way. Somebody over here doing their own thing. It ought to be that we are fitly framed together, that the joint, the arm, the, the, it, it is all ministering together. How do you get into the unity where everybody in the church is a part of something making a difference? It happens through the fivefold ministry. It happens through, that's where it says in the work of the ministry will be revealed. Look what it says. It says, this I say therefore and testify the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. The vanity, having the understanding what? Darkened being, are you, are you with me? Alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, talking about sexual desire, to work all what? Uncleanness with what? Greediness. Now everybody in this building, I want you to wake up and listen to this pastor. There is, there is an intention of the devil. There's an intention of the devil through Hollywood, through media, through our phones, to get in, to divert our mind from the will of God and the purpose of God in our life and turn our heart to sin, turn our heart toward immorality. It doesn't matter who you are, how long you've been in church, if you focus on things that are unclean, it's gonna cause you to become unclean. Touch not the 
unclean thing, then will I receive you. You can't become unclean unless you touch something unclean. Now listen to me. He said in Numbers chapter 33, verse 52, everybody in the building, I want you to write it down. 33 and 52. He said, 33 and 52. Throw it up on the screen for me if you would. Let me, let me teach you here today. On Friday night, the Lord dealt with me and I preached this at a men's conference is that the house has got to be clean. That when you come into the land where God has for you, he said, you've got to remove the idols from the house. You've got to remove things from the house that are not right. How many know there's some things that should not be in our house? It's a sad day if somebody can walk in our house and they wouldn't know it was any different than any, any atheist home. If they could turn on something in your house and watch what the atheists watch and watch what the perverts watch and the agnostics watch and the haters of God watch. God forbid they could walk to the movie rack and see things there that, 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 that they could go to the whoremonger's house and the prostitute's house and, and the Satanist house and see it in your house. It should never be. There should be a stark difference between the house of a saint of God and the house of a, of a sinner. There should be difference. And listen to me. I don't know where it slipped in. I don't know how it's got into the church in the last 20 years. But how in the world did it ever get to a place that Hollywood is a part of us? That Hollywood is okay. And we watch what we do. Boy, it's, it's getting quiet in here. But listen to the man of God. Listen to me. At what point did we get to a place that we say if the law says it's okay, then it's okay. If the Supreme Court says they voted and it's okay, then now it's morally okay. Let me go a little further. At what point did we allow people that are not born again, that don't even know the word of God, determine the rating of a movie and a video game to allow us to accept it and say, well, they say it's PG-13, so it's okay in my house. Well, it's G, it's okay in my house. Let me tell you something, and I'm going to tell you how to balance it. You need to turn it off for a period of time, and then when it starts coming back on, you need to listen to your conscience and the Holy Ghost, which is more than just talking in tongues. And when you still feel the grieving of the Spirit, you say, not in my house. My babies aren't going to watch that witchcraft. There's not going to be a sorcerer in my house. There's not going to be any casting spell wands in my home. I don't care who it makes mad. I'm going to preach what I feel. We don't have time for sin. We don't have time for chaos. Somebody say amen. And God try to make holiness in our lives, purity in our heart. He's come in and try to restore us to a kingdom of God. And what we've done, we've let Tobiah in our home. We let, we let a, an enemy of God that does not want the wall to be restored. He does not want the, the family to be restored. He does not want you to get back into a relationship with God. He does not want Israel coming back to Jerusalem from bondage, does not want you coming back into Israel and to have your own city and to have a place of divine destiny, a place of divine order and a place where God can visit his people 
and have his kingdom on the earth. The enemy does not want you to be free. The enemy wants you to be depressed. It's not the will of God for everybody to be on antidepressant pills. Hold on a minute. It's not the will of God for everybody to be on insomnia pills. It's not the will of God for everybody to have no rest, to live in fear, to live in chaos, to, to live in a nervous dither. It's not the will of God. And I'm gonna tell you the reason some of us are dealing with that is because of what we've allowed in the house. Be seated a moment. And listen, listen to the pre listen to me tonight. And to buy, a, to buy an Ammonite which was a, a, a people that were in the law that were not ever allowed to join the people of God because of a curse that was on them. The Ammonites were never allowed to assimilate or become part of the children of Israel. It was the law. Ammonites or Moabites, why? Because the Bible says they kept bread from Israel. Holy bread. And listen to me, the devil does not want you to have the bread of life. He does not want you to have the word of God. He does not want there to be truth in the end time. And he understands if you ever get the Ammonites marrying the Jews, they're gonna hide bread and they're gonna change the heartbeat of the priest. So they're always trying to get in. That's why there was a law made, said don't ever allow it in your house. Don't allow it in. It's amazing because when they returned from Babylon, oh, can I preach to you tonight? I learned years ago, I can only pastor by permission. I can only help you as much as you believe I can help you. Amen. And, and, and here he is. The house of God has been built. The prophet Haggai and Zechariah prophesied it's going to be greater than the former house. What's going to happen in Jerusalem is going to be greater than anything. I'm going to stop here and tell you what God's going to do in this church is going to be greater than anything we've ever seen in the history of this church. You mark it down. You write it down. It's going to be greater than anything you've ever seen. Amen. I'm telling you, it's going to be greater. Somebody shout greater. Praise in the name of the Lord. Every prophet that comes through talks about what God's gonna do here. But I'm gonna tell you what the prophet also said. There's some things God can't do if you've got Tobiah in your house, if you've got Egypt in your house, if you've got Egypt in your home. You know why people watch TV a lot? I'm gonna tell you why. Because they're more comfortable with those people than they are the people of God. It reminds them of who they were. And they're more comfortable with what they used to be instead of believing what their God had called them to be. They don't feel worthy to become what God wants them to be, so they'd rather hang out with people from the world. And that's why they're consumed with news and consumed with that, because they feel comfortable hanging out with culturally accepted people. I'm gonna tell you, we gotta be done with that. We gotta be done with that. Now, now listen to me. And you, you say, but pastor, what, what in the world are we going to do? How are we going to have entertainment? What are we going to do with entertainment? You, you, you know, the only place I find the word entertained in scripture or entertain, the only place I find that word when the Bible says, be careful lest you entertain strangers, angels unaware, entertain strangers. The word entertain there actually means to be hospitable to. It says to be hospitable because the person you're entertaining could be an angel. Somebody say angel. How many's ever read that verse and heard that? I'm glad to tell you the angels of the Lord are here. They're in this room and they were dispatched to homes last night. That's a fact. But is it a possibility 
that we could entertain spirits unawares? Because our house has become welcoming to satanic spirits. Spirits of lust, fear. Oh, pastor, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a spirit of fear. But you watch horror movies. I don't want to have a spirit of fear, but you got horror movies in your house. I got a spirit of lust, but you have movies in your house with sex scenes in them and you're, 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 you're back and forth. Well, why do you have it? Well, it's a classic. I don't care how classic it is. It's sin. A little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. And we got stuff like Pokemon that, that seemingly had a level of innocence, but it was just a, it was just a throw out a test to go into, is it called anime I'm hearing about now? I haven't studied, I'm not even gonna look it up. Leading to this stuff that is satanic and sensual. Who'd ever thought that apostolic people would sit around and watch vampires and walking dead and sexuality and immorality and they are driven in their relationships by the passions that are on, oh, you sound like an old school preacher. Well, I am one, you know who I am. Their relationships are driven, driven. My God, I feel like preaching. I'm here under the unction of the Holy Ghost. And the relationships are driven by Hollywood influence. And they start doing things according and judging their lives, according what they see and the picture. And he said, when you get to the land of Canaan and you get to those houses, he said, remove the pictures from the wall. Get the idols out of your house. Later you'll find in Leviticus was a law that when you come to that land and there's leprosy on the walls, there's a sign that there's something hidden in the house. You ever wonder why you can't feel God at your house and your kids don't pray at home and nobody's ever reading the Bible and there's nobody ever talking about church and ministers. I'm gonna tell you why. Because it's not holy. It's got something there that's keeping the victory of God out. And what he preached last night, if you'll repent for letting that stuff in, guess what's gonna happen? God's gonna place an angel in the house to keep all that stuff that's haunting your family out of your house. I'm gonna tell you, there's power when the angel comes in, when the presence of Almighty God, I want my house to be holy. I want my house to be pure. Come on, I'm preaching to, I'm preaching to everybody in the building. We gotta make a decision. I'm gonna be holy. And our relationships become unclean when we're touching things that are unclean. And that's why the Bible says that the, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, what? Uncleanness, lasciviousness, then it mentions what? Idolatry. We cannot allow our marriage, our children's perceptions of marriage, our children's perceptions of relationship to come from the picture that's on the wall of our house. I'm telling you, it's destroying the church. It's destroying the, the American church. It's not just a picture. Now it's a motion picture that our children are watching and it is poisoning the hearts. It's poisoning men. It's poisoning women. But somebody's got to stand up and say, not in my house. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Somebody shout, as for me. And my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a choice. 
to let it in the house. Everybody shout, not in my house. And so there is a principle, you may be seated, there is a principle when you find when God's gonna restore home is that, that, that the enemy wants to come in. Let, let me stay right here, chapter four of, of Ephesians. Are y'all with me right now? He said, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. God forbid we have a move of the Holy Ghost here and it dies at house. God forbid we can have conviction at the church and forget what happened at the church in 30 minutes of being home. Everybody say atmosphere matters. I remember as a kid because I grew up in a holy home, holy atmosphere. We didn't have, we didn't have cable and we didn't have all that mess that comes through all that. And uh, uh, that's a lot of mess. It's a dump yard. It's so quiet in this room. But you already know you can't even watch the commercials. It's laced with every political agenda. It's laced with the doctrine of homosexuality. It's a doctrine. The Bible calls it doctrines of devils. That's what it calls. Calls the doctrines of devils. You know where the doctrine of the devil gets into our home? It gets in through television. It gets in through media. Gaming is almost always a platform to pornography. Listen, your children play games with people from all over the world. It's the truth. Strangers. You, you've told, you, you, you tell them growing up, don't hang out with strangers. Don't go with strangers. But they get online and talk to anybody on a game. They get your neighbor and say, he's preaching the truth. And if we're not careful, we give. I'm going to really step out there now and let you, let you judge me real good. But when, when, you're, when you're watching TV, you turn the channel. When you're on, on, online, they call it media, which is another word for medium. If you're not careful and if this is not holy, you will allow access into your house. My uncle had a dream one time where there's a snake coming through the hole of his house. In the place of the dream where the hole was was where his cable to his television came through. And if we're not careful, you say, I can't believe you're doing it because you're, you're, you're feeling condemned. How, how, how in the world do people watch a show called The Office and, and Friends and sitcoms that defy God and things of that nature? Because there is an enemy of restoration and the enemy wants to get in your house and, and live in your house and discourage you from, from becoming what you're supposed to become because you cannot mix Ammon and the children of God. And watch what it says. Man, it's tight, but it's right. I wish Buddy Hodge was here right now, Sister Hodge. He'd say, it's tight, but it's right. That's what he'd say. Then he'd say, that's a good old McDonald's cup of coffee message. Come on, preach, he'd say. Now listen to me, stay with me. Stay with me, don't, don't turn me off. Having the understanding what? Verse 18. Everybody say darkened. Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all what? Uncleanness with greenness. But ye have not so learned Christ if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. 
that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, anything to do with the lifestyle of the old man. I told some young people the other day, I said, how is it? How is it that you're trying to go into what that man's trying to come out of? Somebody getting baptized. I said, why are you trying to get into what he's trying to get away from? It is a destructive life. Sin is, is destructive. Do you believe that? Yeah. My goodness. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in what? Righteousness and true holiness. Do you want a holiness church? Amen. To be a holiness people. Look what it said. It said, wherefore, put it away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. And he goes on, it says, be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down in your wrath. But verse 27 is what I'm preaching about. He said, neither give place to the devil. I'm telling you, you might be getting mad at me right now, but I'm right and you're wrong. And you become consumed with television and consumed with things that aren't right. And there's a reason you don't have a breakthrough in your house. But if you will step away from that, like the prophet said, and turn the picture off and turn some things off, you know what you're gonna find? You're gonna find an angel of the Lord in that house and a breakthrough in your marriage, a breakthrough in your life, a breakthrough in your mind, a breakthrough in your emotions, a breakthrough. Somebody shout, in my house, there will be victory. I want you to clap your hand and say, in my house, there will be victory. And the, and, the, and the enemy got mad. And the enemy got mad. You say, you seem a little stirred. I'm not mad. I'm just stirred right now. I'm stirred at what Tobiah's trying to do. And, and, and they showed up and came against Nehemiah, not when the gates were built, not when the doors were put in, but when the cracks of the wall had been filled. The crack, everybody say the cracks in the wall. The breaches, the small openings, the holes, because the enemy never comes in the way you think he's going to come in. He always slips in through the cracks. My brother was dealing with some things. He was a new pastor, didn't know what was going on. And God gave him a dream. And he said, he looked and on the, in the dream, there was, in the wall, there was a crack in the wall. And he said, spirits were coming through those walls. And the Lord said, this is what's going on in the church. There's people that have things coming in their life through small areas of their life. It's the small foxes that spoil the vine. And it always starts off small, seemingly innocent, and leads to something bigger. And listen, the devil's methodical. The, the devil is patient. He will, he will operate over several generations. But look at some of these Disney characters and what they're doing now that were heroes to our children and their pictures were on the wall. And now what they're doing at the Grammys. And now what they're doing at these places. And now what's become of that. And I'm telling you, we have to be careful because it's exploiting our children. It's messing with our minds. And you gotta make up in your mind. Am I gonna be in the church? Am I gonna be in the world? Am I gonna be influenced by God? Am I gonna be influenced by the world? But you listen here tonight as I preach to you. The Bible says, come out from the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Holiness is a decision. It's not bondage. It's a liberty from spirit, from demonic spirits, demonic presence. Come on, I want my children to be saved above all else. I must be saved. I want little Jillian, I want little Finn to stand on streets of gold one day with a pure mind. I want him to get married with a pure mind. 
I want them to get married and be virgins when they get married. I want my children to be holy. Hallelujah. Somebody say there's an enemy of restoration. It's something that should never be a part of our home. You can be seated. His name was Tobiah. Tobiah was an Ammonite. And when they started filling in the cracks and they were, they were so concerned with things, been, with the walls being built. See, holiness, you can look right in the middle of the word holiness and you'll find the word lines. Everybody say lines. Boundaries. The Bible speaks, the Bible speaks of a city without walls. It talks about it. It's a, it's a dangerous place to have a city Brother Tyler without walls. Bible says a man that has no control of his spirit, he's like a city without walls. And if we're not careful, if we have a home that has no walls, a home, a home that has cracks in the wall, access points. Come on, if a storm was coming, we wouldn't want our kids out in the middle of a field. Get us in a shelter, get us in a house. Honey, I want my house to be a place that my children can run to. I want this house to be a place that people can run to and be saved. For the Lord is a strong tower that the righteous can run into and be saved. Somebody say, not in my house. And, and Tobiah, and they looked and they were so concerned about the walls that they actually hired false prophets. They hired false prophets and, uh, and came up and, and started prophesying and said, said things like, let us meet in the house of God, verse 10, within the temple and let us shut the doors of the temple for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. Watch this, the false prophets were hired to get Nehemiah off that wall. You Listen to everybody look at me. Do you know how bad the devil would like me to get off of this wall? You know how bad the devil would like me to get off of a wall called holiness? The place that separates the holy from the profane. You study Ezekiel's temple, the largest measure, everything they measured, every elder Melik, everything they measured, there was a measure to it. But the largest measure from, from Ezekiel 40 to Ezekiel 47, Brother Dale Hardin was the measure between the temple, between the wall and the profane thing. It was the largest measure and it was a measure so big, not one of their modern day arsenals could hit the temple from that location. And I'm gonna tell you right now, could I ask you a convicting question? What's the difference? What's the distance between your home and the profane? How far is it from your house to ungodliness? Is it a click? How far is it away? And I come to tell you our houses of God to start representing what belongs to God. Because every day you get up, there's a Tobiah trying to get into your house, trying to mix with your children, trying to mix with your family, trying to mix with your mind. That's one to steal bread from you. And the Bible says they hired a false prophet. I'm gonna tell you, he that hath an ear needs to hear what the Spirit's saying. God is raising up prophets in the end time to get the church ready, to get the church where it's supposed to be. Come on, do you want me to change? you want me to preach truth? Do you want me to be holy or you want to be like the world? You want me to be a man of God or you want me to be relevant? Somewhere somebody's got to fall in love with holiness and say, I want to be saved, preacher. Don't let me be lost. They said, let's go to the temple. Watch how they were. Let's go to the temple because they're coming to kill you. And I, and I said, should such a man as I flee 
And who is there that bring, being as I am, but going to the temple to save his life? I will not go in. And lo, I proceed. I want everybody to lift your hands and say, God, give me a spirit of discretion. I want every daddy, every mama, every person, God, give me a spirit of discretion. Let me have discernment. The enemy's trying to deceive us. The enemy's trying, God, give me discretion. Come on, I feel it right now. I feel a baptism of discretion. Oh God, I'm gonna be able to discern what is the intent of this trying to get in my life. Who's trying to speak into my life? Oh God, I don't want somebody to come in with deception. God, I pray for discretion. Come on, everybody in the building say, God, give us discretion. Let me just preach it this way. I don't wanna go back what God saved me from. I don't want to go back to bondage. I don't want to go back to addiction. I don't want to go back to perversion. I don't want to go back to uncleanness. He brought me out to keep me out. I want to stay clean. I don't want to ever be that again. Somebody shout glory. But you've got to be intentional. You've got to be the manager of your home. I can't do that from here. I can't get up and preach against devices. Technology is going to outrun every subject you talk about. They preach against this. They preach against this. Technology outruns it. You've got to, you've got to step in with discretion and say, we're not letting this happen in my house. We've got to be a Psalms 101. Psalms 101 where it says, I will not set that which is abomination before my eyes. Job made a covenant with his eyes. I will not allow my eye to see this. I will not let this music play in my house. I don't care who's listening to it. You, a parent, listen to me. You need to get in your kids' phone, iTunes, see what music they're listening to and say, not in my house. That's not playing in my house. You say, oh, that sounds controlling. No, it's concerning. We've got to get involved with their lives. We got to get involved. Come on. You spouses need to know what you got are looking at, what you, each other's listening to. Come on. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. There's been a breakthrough, but we've got to be managers of what God has entrusted us with. He said, I perceive, I perceive. Somebody say, I perceive that God hath not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me for Tobiah and Samballot hired him. Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid. Fear is not of God. Fear is not of the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, fear is not from the Lord. Amen. I brought different things over the years that seemed innocent. Then my kids started having nightmares at moments. Have you ever had kids had nightmares out of nowhere? It was linked to something. It was linked to a picture on the wall. You know what I did? I told you about the other day. I said, no more. I'm not, no, I'm not letting it in my house. I'm not gonna bring something to my house that caused my kids to live in fear. I don't care how irrelevant it is, how much it's marketed, how many of my family members allow their kids to do it. Quit comparing yourselves among yourselves. It's not wise. Obey the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost won't allow that. Amen, amen, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're mad at him, but he's right, amen. Praise God. I'd hope if I was destroying my life, somebody get in my face and say, you need to stop it. Come on, I'm being serious tonight. I'd hope I had a man of God, man enough. To say, not in the house. Read on, it says they were gonna put me in fear. The whole goal was for you to live in fear. He said, but we finished the wall. It's not over. They, they, they built the temple. I'm gonna be a few more minutes. 
Come on, be a few more. It's revival. We allow things in the seasons of harvest. We don't allow it other times, he says. So here goes a little long-winded. Tobiah doesn't leave. Tobiah, Tobiah sees the cracks are sealed up and the wall was finished, but he's got to get inside the house. And so Tobiah finds somebody intertwined in the priesthood and builds an allegiance. He finds this man. He finds this man in Nehemiah chapter 13. I want all of you to read it later. And, and in chapter 13, he, he finds this man in, his, in verse four, it says before this, Eliashib the priest, having the oversight of the chamber of the house of our God, was what? Allied unto Tobiah. He somehow got somebody on the inside to let him in. You know what Tobiah means? Tobiah means God of restoration. Tobiah was not representing restoration. He was representing who he is and what shows up when God is restoring. Did y'all hear me? I'm gonna say it again. Tobiah represents a time period that when God is restoring something, his spirit is always gonna to try to get on the inside of your house because you can never have full restoration if he's inside. You will be in the church, but not feel part of the church and feel like you belong out of the church. And the preacher's preaching on the promises of God and you say things like, I don't fit in. And you will not receive everything that goes to you because Tobiah is gonna to be stealing from you while he's inside. Are you ready for this? Everybody say, Tobiah's a thief. So Eliashib, who happens to be kin to the, his son is the son-in-law of Sanballat. He's got a connection. That's our problem. Is somehow we've got emotional connections to things that we should separate from. How can you love shows with immorality? Somebody say, help me, Pastor. How can we love, feel allegiance to stuff that's trying to kill me? It's deception at its finest. And uh, the Bible says in verse five, read this with me. Let's, look, let's turn to the word of the Lord and read it. And he had prepared for him a great, what? Chamber. Chamber. time. they laid the meat offerings the frankincense, the vessels and the tithes of the corn, the new wine and the oil which was commanded to be given to the Levites and the singers and the porters, gatekeepers, and the offerings of the priest. And he goes on and talks about that, that I was gone during this time. He says in verse six, but in all this time was not I in Jerusalem. Talking about Nehemiah during this time. For in the two and 30 years of Artaxerxes, the king of Babylon came out unto the king and after certain days obtained I leave of the king. He said, he said, this all happened while I was gone, but I found out this is going on. 
There, there's a Tobiah in the house. Look at your neighbor and say, there's sin in the house. He said, and I came to Jerusalem and understood the evil. Everybody say the evil. That Eliashib did for who? Everybody say Tobiah. In preparing him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. Stand to your feet. The devil won't stop at your house. He's working his way to your church. He will always try to get in so he can steal from the man of God. So the man of God will not be what he's supposed to be. Don't let sin in your house. Look at your neighbors and say, don't let the picture on the wall. Don't let idols in the house. Come on, you know I'm preaching the truth. It's, it's a little tight in here because you're trying to say, how can I manage this? It's been years of this. How am I going to turn some of this stuff off? How am I, how am I going to? I'm going to tell you how. You turn it all off for a period of time and God's going to give you convictions during that time. And then you obey the Holy Ghost and not culture. Tobiah, everybody say Tobiah. I'm closing. I know I preached, and I, but I plan to teach here. Look what it says in verse eight. And it grieved me sore. Therefore, I cast forth all the, what? Household stuff of Tobiah out of the chamber. I got rid of it out of the house. Every great revival I've ever seen happened when people got Tobiah and his stuff out of the house. It's gonna bring a breakthrough to your children. It's gonna bring a breakthrough to your marriage. It's gonna bring a breakthrough. Listen, some of you are very, very numb right now. You don't know why, I'm gonna tell you why. Because Tobiah's in your house. He's moved his stuff in your house. He's got a bedroom set up. He's, got a, he's very comfortable and he hates what God's been doing in your life, but he lives in your house. I asked, somebody asked me a question last night. You better play that keyboard. <laughs> Amen. I'm offended, pastor, but you're wrong. Don't operate in the offense of the gospel. It ought to convict us, not offend us. It ought to stir us. Could Tobiah be living in my house? Is that why I feel distance and separation? Because I've got things in there that allow spirits in. I've got images there that allow devils in. Isn't it interesting that my brother came and preached and what do you do? What do you do with a homeless devil? He starts talking about you start decorating your house to make the devil feel comfortable to move back in. Then the man of God comes in and says, you got to get Egypt out of your house. Our children should not be idolizing haters of God. Haters of God. Loving immorality and things of that nature. People, immoral people, despisers of those of the thing. We can't do that. Can't do that. He said, I cast him out and everything. Then I commanded and they cleansed the chambers and thither brought I again the vessels of the house of God with the meat offering and the frankincense. And I perceived that the portions of the Levites had not been given them 
for the Levites and the singers, they did the work, were fled everyone to his field. What he was saying was this, because there was to divide, the ministry could not do, the work of the ministry could not operate. And Brother Nehemiah, and every revival that's a harvest, remember this, where there's ministry and operation, when Tobiah moves in, the ministry cannot do what it's supposed to do. I'll prove it. Now my prayer today, walking in here, was, oh God, there's a Babylonian garment and there's a wedge of gold hidden in the tent. That's what happened when the army went out and Achan hid what God said to get rid of. It caused liberty to stop. It caused victory to stop. Somewhere we got to get holy again. I believe media can be a medium. Look at that, look at that phone I've got right there. See that? It gives me access to any information in the world. It sure does remind me of a tree of the knowledge. Even on the back of this, there's an apple that has a bite out of it. You're laughing, but you know what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil had around it? A serpent. And we hand them to our kids. We hand them without any control. We hand them without any limitation. We hand them without any accountability. I'm not talking about just children, but I'm talking about adults. I'm just saying that we have to be careful. We have to be careful because culturally, everybody's supposed to have one. Why? Why do we have to be bound? By entertainment, somebody asked me last night, said, what's God's plan for entertainment for us? I said, it's fellowship. It used to be, Sister Judy, people got together and talked and ate. Now, you know what they do? They don't get together. Now we're in fellowship with strangers and they're entertaining us. With all of their perversions, their antichrist, even Satanists are now in our home, fellowship with our children. You say, that sounds extreme. Have you had a move of God in your house? When's the last time you read the Bible and wept at home? When's the last time? Pastor, it feels a little awkward in here. It's because it's where we're living. Turn it all off until you get an established prayer life. Until your emotions are healed again. Come on. You know about your emotions. I haven't counseled, I don't know if any of you about your emotions, but you know where your emotions are. Turn it off and get a hold of God. And say, I'm going to start being in fellowship with the people of God. That was God's design for entertainment, was to be together with holy people. Light hath no fellowship with darkness. 
But he was a friend of sinners. That was different. Influence was going one way. Fellowship was a two-way road. Everybody say two-way. That means I'm influencing and I'm being influenced. It's in fellowship with my God. <laughs> I don't want my kids' heroes to be sports figures. I want them to be prophets, men of God. Hey, you know why there's angels here? Because there's a holiness here. Listen, I realize I preached holiness tonight because we got to stay holy. Don't, don't be condemned. Be revived. Bring limitation. Because the anchor has something special, Brother John. It's an atmosphere of restoration. The holiness of God, the presence of God. The angels would not have been here if God didn't approve what was going on here. I haven't come to throw you under the bus. I haven't come to condemn you. I've come to bring balance to what we are. We cannot let Tobiah get in this house. We can't let him prophesy us off the wall. We can't let him move in through Eliashib. We can't do it. We gotta clean our house. It's been a while. It's been a while since I preached like this. It's been a while, but it is the flow of what God is saying. Look at your neighbor and say, get Egypt out of the house. Let's go through those movies and see if there's anything there that shouldn't be there. Let's turn things off for a while. Let's have devotion and fun and laugh and creativity. Hey, listen, James Dobson, James Dobson did a study about successful families many years ago. He had a criteria what a successful family was. And you know what he found? That in all those success, there was 100 of them that he studied what he called successful families. They had one common denominator. You know what it was? Camping. Camping. Why camping? Because there used to be a place out in the country where there was no cell tower or satellite connection. And when people got there, their entertainment was one another. Now you go to restaurants and mom's on her phone, dad's on his phone, and the kids are on their phone and they don't talk and they, and they eat their food and then they get back on their phone, they get their bill and they go home. And it's destroying America. It's destroying the church. God intended for us to be together. God intended for us to be in fellowship. I know he talked about social distance a little bit last night, but we've got to get together. Some of you ought to go to restaurants and sit around the table instead of rushing home for some fight, rushing home for some show, rushing home for some sitcom, rushing home for some, for some cell phone game. My goodness, we got to come out of that and say we need to hear each other's voices. I need encouraged by you. I need a fellowship with my brother. I'm tired of being alone. I don't want this in my house. Come on, lift your hands and say, God, I'm going to get Dubai out of my house. He's an enemy of restoration. My children are being restored. My marriage is being restored. My mind is being restored. God, get us back. Oh, God, get us back to a place of prayer. Get us back to a place of fellowship. Get us back, oh, God. Let the anointing flow in here. Come on, everybody in the building begin to pray. God's bringing healing. God's restoring some things in your family. He's restoring some things. Come on, Nehemiah, preach. Preach it. Don't come off that wall, Nehemiah. Get, them, get Tobiah out of here. Get Elisha out of here. He's brought poison into the house. Get it out of the house. I want to be holy. Oh God, I've come to obey you tonight. I feel like this is what you gave me for the body.
be obedient unto you. You're the Father. You're the shepherd of these people. God, help us to never fall. Help us to never backslide. Help us to not be lost. Hallelujah. Let's take a moment all over this building and pray. Come on, let everybody that would, that can, kneel before the Lord and say, God, I don't want this in my house.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.